0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the week four edition of On the Field SEC. We've got it. It's got a bunch of big name matchups this weekend. Uh, As y'all should tell, College Game Day has got a couple of trips they're making down and that's going to be our marquee matchup as well. It'll be Tennessee and or Florida at Tennessee, so we'll get to that at the end of the episode. But it's going to be the same way out as last week. I'm going to go ahead and let Jackson start us off with Kent State at Georgia. Uh, Georgia should be winning this game by sixty. It shouldn't be
1: a debate. Uh, Georgia by sixty. I got sixty three
2: to three. I think Georgia gets it done by even more. I'm just going to say straight out seventy to nothing.
3: Shoot, that was my pick too, but I'll take Georgia 63-nothing.
4: Yeah, I'd be surprised if Kent State puts points up on the board. And if I'm Georgia, this is one of those games that I'm putting in second stringers, potentially halfway through the
5: first quarter. Yeah, I have to agree there. Um Saw what the Georgia offense was like this week. Bowers went crazy. Freak athlete. This game shouldn't be anything less than a 66 to nothing. I agree with y'all. Uh Kent State shouldn't even have a chance out here. So I think Georgia definitely gets that uh, win right there.
0: Yeah, sorry for not introducing him at the beginning of the episode. Our guest picker for this week is Scoops. He's actually the dude that's taught me a couple ins and outs about this whole podcasting thing. That's who y'all just heard speak, so that's why we brought him on. But my prediction for the Georgia-Kent State matchup is a lot to a little, but I do have Kent State scoring more points in South Carolina. So, <clears throat> Jackson, you want to take Please. it away with Missouri and Auburn? I think
1: Missouri upsets Auburn. I I think Missouri is one of the worst SEC teams. Yeah, you you could say they're the worst. I think they upset Auburn in this game in a battle of the worst teams in the SEC. I I completely regret what I said about Auburn being uh, underrated. They are garbage. I'm pretty sure it's at Missouri, too. Give me Missouri. uh, Whatever, close enough.
0: (laughs) trash can, Either, trash King different
1: color yeah it's not going to be a sellout it's not going to be anything worth anything give me Missouri by three 24 to 21.
2: give me a surprise win by 3 for Auburn for me
3: yeah I think Auburn has the better QB so I'll just take them in a close one 27 21. you literally
4: took my score prediction from me Hunter that's exactly what I was gonna say I think that just Auburn can't lose back-to-back games in Jordan hair and Missouri is just a very underwhelming team and the offense is not good enough to power them through Auburn's defense, which is still not a bad defense. So I got Auburn.
5: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to go with Auburn. Obviously, if you like no on Twitter, you saw the videos of the Auburn fans fighting each other. They have to get this program and this fan base kind of back together. Missouri Got drenched by uh, Adrian Martinez in Kansas State two weeks ago. Had a struggle week last week. I just think that Missouri isn't ready for prime time. Auburn should win this game. I'll say uh, 31-17, low scoring.
0: I'm glad to see that most of y'all are picking Auburn. Uh, this will be the game that inevitably gets uh, Bryce Harson fired. Missouri is going to somehow <laughs> pull this one. Out from wherever they want to pull it, Missouri's going to win this game by more than three. They're winning by ten points in a surprise upset. But after that- you're on my page, man. May the fourth be with you. What'd you say? What'd I you said say, glad.
1: Jack? I I said uh, glad you're on my page, uh, like on on the same page as me.
0: Oh yeah. All right. So go ahead and get into a uh, Bowling Green and Mississippi State.
1: Holy bro, I don't even know why we're even questioning this, bro. This will be another like, this will be like three of the last like four games for Mississippi State. will have like 50, uh, we'll have 49 or more points after this game. I think, like, this will be a, a 63, I'm gonna say, uh, 63 to 7, 63 to 17 win. That's what I'm gonna say. Dane?
2: Oh, that's my complete bad. I don't really have a score for this one, honestly. Uh, it's going to be, I don't know, high scoring for sure.
3: Yeah, I'll probably take uh, Mississippi State in this one. I think after a tough loss against LSU last week, I think they'll rebound back here at home versus Bowling Green. So I have Mississippi State winning 45-10. to 10.
4: Yeah, this is this is one of those easier non-SEC opponent games Mississippi State's getting this week. I think that Mississippi State will bounce back from losing to LSU. I think that they'll probably win 45 to to 10. I just don't think Bowling Green has the it factor to potentially upset Mississippi State.
5: Yeah, I think the uh, the biggest win Bowling Green's going to see is probably what they did. You know, yesterday against Marshall and get that win against Marshall. Uh, the Pirate, Mike Leach, obviously is mad probably after that LSU game. The air raid offense is undefeated. Uh, it's crazy what Will Rogers is doing right now on the field. And that's definitely going to be a revenge game where he goes out there and throws for 400, 500 yards. So uh, I'm going to take the Pirate, Mike Leach, and them. it's going to be a blowout, probably 53 to 17,
0: maybe. All right, so considering this is Mississippi State, And Bowling Green. I just want to go ahead and throw this nice little sound bit out there. It's going to take the place of our upset, though. Bowling Green is known to give SEC teams a hard time. They were able to. Smoking. As usual. uh, They were able to give Texas A&M a little bit of a fight. And Mississippi State is nowhere near as talented and that's a little hard for me to say about Texas A&M, but they are nowhere near as talented as AM other than the fact that they have a solid quarterback. Everything else just isn't there. I've got Bowling Green pulling off the upset 27-24. All right, Jackson, we'll get into old miss and Tulsa.
1: Ole Miss Blowout. Tulsa isn't that good. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ole Miss uh 45 to 21. That uh, that Tulsa quarterback has eleven touchdowns and one thousand two hundred two hundred uh, passing yards. So Tulsa's offense is really good, really electric. But I think uh, I think Ole Miss wins it uh, pretty cle- pretty clearly that they're the better team, forty five to twenty. I'm gonna change it, forty five to twenty four. But oh, I still got Ole Miss. Mm-hmm.
2: I think Tulsa is actually a lot better of a team than people think. And obviously, they're not going to have an amazing kind of off season or on season, but they're going to give Ole Miss a run for their money. I think this is—I mean, this, if the final score is not going to tell the full story here. This is going to be twenty-eight to forty-five Ole Miss, but Tulsa is going to look like they have a lot better of a team than Ole Miss does in the first half.
3: Yeah, I kind of agree. I don't think Tulsa is trash at all. Um, you know, Tulsa has been putting up points. I mean, they're averaging forty-three points a game. Um, so this is actually my upset of the week. I think Tulsa upsets Ole Miss in Oxford. Um, so I'll probably take Tulsa 38, Ole Miss 35.
4: Yeah, I was looking over Tulsa's record and looking at their high-key players. They look like, you know, an impressive team for the opponents that they play. But I just don't see them going in to Ole Miss and beating them. I think they'll make it interesting because I don't think Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin offensively have been that impressive. So I'd say it's probably going to be 42 to 27. It'll be closer than a lot of people would say.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'll add to that comment about the offense. I think Ole Miss goes in here and wins this game. But I mean, looking in this year, it's kind of been a quiet year for Lane Kiffin after all the noise the last two years. New offensive coordinator, didn't really know what you are getting at quarterback. Now you have Altzmeyer down there. Uh, beat Georgia Tech 42 to nothing. This offense is clicking under the new OC and QB. I think they go into this game, home game after that big win against Georgia Tech. They're going to beat Troy – or not Troy, but Tulsa and uh, get it done here. I, I just don't think Tulsa is going to stand a chance against SEC team.
0: Yeah, honestly, has, has old Miss came out with a true starting quarterback yet? Have they decided on Dart? Or is it still Luke?
1: Luke Luke is injured.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm barely able to watch Old Miss games, so that's that's uh, tough.
5: Luke yeah, Luke is injured. I mean who wants to watch willingly I mean I'm
0: <laughs> Willingly. No, nah, but uh I believe you know it's gonna be a nice little sh- coming out party for the old miss offense. They're gonna put up a lot of points against Tulsa, strictly because yes, Tulsa's offense has been fast paced. Through the year, like uh, Jackson said at the beginning of us covering this game, he's got well over a thousand yards and 11 touchdowns, but they haven't played an SEC defense. It, you can still be bottom tier SEC and you're already miles ahead of the competition. So I've got Ole Miss 63 to 10, just because I Rose. think they really start. How am I smoking? Tulsa's is not going to be able to get anything moving.
5: I mean, if you look at the, the last three weeks, their offense gets better while their defense is, you know, shutting teams out or only allowing three points. So,
0: But it's old Miss.
5: Respectfully, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, oh, we'll actually go into on this one next. Northern Illinois has their second SEC opponent of the week at Kentucky. They're going to give
1: Kentucky a scare, baby. They have an offense that will scare Kentucky because – I don't believe in Kentucky's pass defense. I think it's incredibly overrated, and they played a lot of rushing teams lately. When they play a pass defense, they will get exposed. It'll be like that Chattanooga game, but they barely win by seven. I'm going to have 28-21 Kentucky.
2: I 100% agree with Jackson there, except I think it's going to be 35-38 at Kentucky.
3: See, I would think this would be a close game, but Lombardi's injured. Um, he set out the second half of Vanderbilt's game, so that's why Vanderbilt was able to catch up. So uh, if Lombardi would be playing, I don't think he will be, though. I'm not 100% sure on his injury update. But, uh, yeah, I got Kentucky pretty comfortable here with it being at Kroger Field. Um, Kentucky's just a better overall team, better talented, especially in the offensive and defensive line. So I got Kentucky winning 35-17. to 17. Yeah, with the note
4: that Hunter just mentioned with – NIU starting quarterback probably being out. I think that they will struggle offensively. And Kentucky, in my opinion, is already a high caliber uh, defensive uh, team. I think that they'll probably shut them down real quick. And I think that I don't know if it'll be comfortable, but I think that Kentucky will win twenty four to ten.
5: I agree with everyone that this is going to be a close one. Um, Youngstown State last week, you know, was maybe three or four, you know, plays from getting both balls in the hand for making that a one-score game or even a three-point game. Uh, Northern Illinois, is, you know, Vanderbilt needed a 21-point third quarter to come back and win that game. They were a big bear. Uh, we see, you know, what Kentucky has is inconsistency. It's definitely going to be a scare for them, but I think Kentucky does get it, uh, get it done, gets the win in Kroger Field. But, dang, this Northern Illinois team and all these teams coming into SEC play, it's kind of crazy to see. I think Will Levis gets it done, but barely.
0: Going off what everybody's saying, it's going to be a close game. I honestly feel it because if they're able to keep up with Vandy, and Vandy was on a hot start, don't get me wrong. Yes, they are bottom-tier SEC, but Northern Illinois might actually be able to – you know, keep it close and potentially win the game, considering Kentucky is very one-dimensional on offense. There's not a lot that they can really do versatile or versatility-wise. They have no running back. Smoke's all they've got, and he's been playing horrendous the past couple of weeks. So I've still got Kentucky, but only by like six. So we're going to go ahead and get into a top 25 matchup between Arkansas and Texas A&M.
1: Arkansas is killing Texas A&M. I don't think this is close. Arkansas absolutely has owned Texas A&M lately. I think they won the last two times. I'm not super sure on that. I'm pretty sure it's one. It's either one or two. I forgot. I'm, I'm going to say it's one. But either way, I think they're going to kill a and I think they're the second best team in the SEC West still. Uh, I am really confident about this. I do not think Texas A&M does anything off Offensively, and I don't think they have anything that can stop Arkansas's rushing attack. So, give me Arkansas twenty-eight to fourteen. I
2: don't think a linebackers will just piggybacking off of what Jackson said there. Uh, the linebackers will be able to take care of Raheem Sanders. Uh, I think other than that, the defense played really well last week. But I think Arkansas, just having the better offense, will end up getting this one done by seven.
3: Yeah, I do have to agree with everybody else. Uh, Arkansas's offense is just better. It's more explosive. And like I said before, if you're going to win the SEC, you got to put up more than 17, 20 points. So for that reason, I have to go with Arkansas, just a better disciplined team. Uh, like Sam Pittman as a coach, KJ K- K- Jefferson has been playing uh, fairly well this season. So uh, I get Arkansas 27, Texas A&M 17.
4: Yeah, this is, this is one of those games that I think is going to be close. I just question how Arkansas is going to come out playing at Texas A&M and the way they played last. It's
0: in in Arlington at AT AT&T.
4: Oh, oh, so it's neutral site? Yes. Yes, it's a neutral site game. Well, even though that's in Texas, that still changes – that changes where I was going to go because I thought it was at Caulfield. So that's my mistake. So – at first I was gonna say I'd think and A M would potentially pull the upset because Arkansas didn't fire on all cylinders. But since it's in a neutral site, I think that that won't help Texas A&M at all. So I'll give Arkansas in a close matchup. I'll give them the win twenty-seven to twenty-four.
5: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Before that, I, I had a AM winning this game off home foot advantage, you know, after everything this year, like they had to have something, you know, kind of go their way. Would have to start with the twelfth man, but if it's in Arlington, uh, K.J. Jefferson, you know, he threw 385 yards last week, two touchdowns in that one pick. But, you know, it was against a really slept on Missouri State team. That team is better than a lot of people think and know. So I'm going to go with uh, the Razorbacks. I think they're going to travel well to Arlington with uh, A&M,
0: and they're going to get it probably done there. That's going to be a huge win for Sam Pittman. All right, so all of y'all believe that Arkansas is the second best team in the West, and, yeah, I see it. But I also saw how slow of a start they got off to last week. For some reason, I feel like that's going to carry over and Texas A&M is going to run away with it. Now, I understand Texas A&M did lose to App State, and you know they didn't really get the ball rolling there, but they did just beat Miami. Like Hunter said, you still can't win the SEC only scoring 17 points. I feel like Texas A&M's defense will come out with a lot to prove considering Arkansas beat them last year. Texas a and is going to come out with the upset over number 10 Arkansas, 31-21. Let's go! Oh my gosh, this next game on the schedule. Okay, uh, Vandy at Alabama. Vanderbilt's oh covering. God.
1: Vanderbilt's covering. Uh, you you heard it right here. Vanderbilt will cover this game. I don't care if you guys call me crazy. They will cover the spread.
0: V two Sports is not liable for any gambling or gambling <laughs> or <Jamaica. laughs>
1: Yeah, but uh, give me, uh, give me uh Vanderbilt. Oh, okay, give me Alabama. I got it. Uh. I'm gonna say, uh, forty-nine to seventeen. I think I, mm-hmm. I really, I really like Vanderbilt's offense, and I think they'll put up more than they've had in the last, like, what five years on Bama. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I got I two things seventeen. That- if not, I could All see right. uh, Bama scoring less if they get off to the start they've been at uh, recently. And it being a forty-two to seventeen game, kind of closer, but I highly doubt it. Give me forty-nine to seventeen, Bama.
2: I think, despite Bryce Bryce Young's offensive play last week, I think it's going to be a much more of a high-scoring game. Uh, Vandy will cover the spread, in my opinion, but um, yeah, again, not liable for any betting or anything like that. Uh, but I, I think mm, probably fifty-three to. Forty-five or no,
3: no, not that close. Thirty-five, not forty-five. Uh, yeah, you guys are crazy. Vanderbilt's not putting up more than ten points in this game. Uh, with that, especially being Tuscaloosa, I mean, Alabama's front seven is just lethal compared to Vanderbilt's offensive line. And plus, I may remind you, AJ Swan is a true freshman, making his only the second career start. Um, and Vanderbilt has no speed really at the wide receiver position besides Jaden McGowan. And so, with that being said, last time time these two teams played, Alabama 156 to nothing. uh, I think it's going to be a repeat again. I think Alabama will win 49 to seven. All right.
4: Um, Yeah. As much as I'd love to say here that Vandy's going to cover the spread, Hunter's notes just solidifies to me that Alabama's going to make sure that the spread's covered, even though Nick Saban probably doesn't care about that. Uh, they're in Tuscaloosa I just think that that defense and that offense even though Bryce Young is is struggling and not looking like the Heisman winner that he was last year I think that they'll do do enough especially with Vanderbilt being the team and young team that they
5: are as of right now I just don't see this one being close man I mean Vanderbilt's you know kind of living off of Will Shepard Will Shepard is being their saving grace like two touchdowns a week Probably their best wide receiver in years. Um, I just don't see it, you know, transitioning to Bama after what just happened against Northern Illinois. Uh, AJ Swan, I'm not buying the hype. I don't know why you go after it and like switch up a Mike Wright so quick like that, but I just know AJ Swan, I just don't see it. Don't think he's gonna last there. I think he's gonna be a problem for that program, but that might be for the best in my fan interest. I do think Bryce Young goes out there and makes this defense look silly. There's just no way they're gonna be able to compete with that talent, even though. It's the least talent Bama's had in a long time, but Bama's going to go out there and get this win, probably 56 to 3.
0: All right. So, before I even give my score prediction, I want to go ahead and throw this out there for everybody that's listening. If Vanderbilt somehow uh, beats Bama, which is extremely unlikely,
5: I will health. shave
0: my head. I will too. I will too. So, I'll delete all scoops. I will three. All right. I will <laughs>
3: shave my entire body
0: so oh my god <laughs> yeah. so if vandy beats bama the aspect of v2 sports and volscoop's instagram will be completely changed because i just don't see it happening bama's winning by 60 plus
1: this will be a uh, aj swan fan page if, if that happens
0: yeah v2 sports will turn into the most vanderbilt biased podcast for the rest of the season if they beat bama I've heard some crazy stories
5: about AJ Swan and like seeing him get the starting nod so quickly, man. <laughs> like, you, you know what I'm talking about. I've and heard some crazy we're not, uh, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that on a podcast. We got to keep that no. low key. I'm just saying. I do, I'm i not buying the AJ Swan hype. He's mid
0: 16. All right. So we'll go ahead and go to the next game, which is New Mexico at LSU.
1: Uh, LSU is going to win this pretty easily. It's not even going to be close. Uh, I think, wait. I, I New Mexico, they're they're two and one. They're not a horrible team. They uh struggled against Boise. They uh beat UTEP, they beat Maine. I don't think they beat LSU or keep it close. Give me LSU uh by uh I'ma say uh 49 to 10. I think uh Jaden Daniels is gonna have an insane game again. But uh 49 uh, 49 to 10. Uh LSU.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take LSU by seven in this one
1: too. By seven. Hmm.
4: Against New Mexico, yeah, I wow. I think LSU's I think like they struggle I wow. think they
2: struggle a lot. That yeah, I that's think, crazy. I think they look past this team, and I think they struggle, and they're only getting it done by seven.
3: Yeah, I'm totally against that. I mean it's in Death Valley. And LSU's already looked over one opponent, Florida State, that bit him in the rear end. So yeah, I don't think it'd be close. I think LSU wins pretty handily 42 to 13.
4: Yeah, New Mexico is just not that team. I mean, I respect that analysis and and everything, how you feel, Dane, but I just think with it being in Death Valley. LSU offensively looks like things are starting to click together, and I'm not saying that they could. They're going to be dangerous this year, but it's definitely in the right direction. I see LSU probably winning 45 to 10. I just don't see New Mexico entertaining it at all.
5: Yeah, I mean a a 7:30 kickoff in Death Valley, man. There's just no way this New Mexico New Mexico team's going to come in here and have a chance. Uh, You know, we saw what they did against you know Mississippi State a crazy offense, was able to finally like be that first like team to put some kind of stop on that Mike Leach offense, which was crazy to see. I think when they come in this week, that defense is going to be even hungrier. And then I expect uh, Jaden Daniels and everyone else to get, get clicking on offense. So I think they're going to move it in the right direction. Brian Kelly you know, is kind of getting this thing clicking, and that would kind of be dangerous, but a long way to go for that LSU team. But they're not going to struggle against this New Mexico team. There's no way.
0: Yeah, so LSU by seven. And y'all ask me if I'm smoking every week. No, uh, it's definitely Dane.
1: No, uh, it's profi- not Dane. It's you. It's, a, it's, it's still you. It's officially
4: you.
0: switched for this week. It's, it's, a, it's, switched it's switched for the week. It's not me this week. But uh, I've got LSU by like roughly about 28 points. Death Valley's going to be kicking. New Mexico is not going to be able to handle still the non-completely puzzled together offense that Brian Kelly is running over there. But LSU will still, you know, get some yards out, make it a high-scoring game, and everybody will think LSU's back again. So let's go ahead and go into Charlotte at South Carolina.
1: Uh, dude, Charlotte just beat Georgia State, dude, but Charlotte's been bad all season before that game. I, I think this will be Spencer Rattler, like, you know, that game where he, th- he threw five touchdowns, and you're going to be like, where was this all season? Where is this versus Georgia? And then he's going to go back to it after the SEC – after the SC State game. He's going to go back to being mid and barely beat Kentucky. That's what I think. Uh, That's exactly what I think. I think this will be one of those games where you're like, where was this guy the last three weeks? (laughs) And I got uh, South Carolina winning this game. Uh, I'm going to say 49-17. to uh, Obviously,
2: y'all may think I'm smoking – Obviously, I'm going to pick South Carolina to win here, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, Spencer Rattler is not back. Spencer Rattler is still not going to have as good of a game as he should, as any SEC quarterback should against this team. Uh, but still, I think it'll be like 10-42 to 42 South Carolina.
3: Yeah, I, I'm almost tempted to pick it upset here. I do not think spiller Right is going to be throwing five touchdown passes. That's just ridiculous. Um, but I'll probably take South Carolina and a close one. I'll take them to win 31 27.
4: Yeah, I got South Carolina here. I just don't think Charlotte's a good enough team. I looked over their schedule for the year, even though they beat Georgia State. They look less than stellar. I have 31 to 14 South Carolina.
5: Yeah, I mean, Looking back on Charlotte's, you know, first half of the season, it's, it's pretty rough, but I think that this team's clicking. Um, I'm not bought in on the South Carolina offense. I know they're pretty banged up on defense, but, you know, Spencer Allen is kind of one of those quarterbacks. that He can either go out there and ball out and show you, like, oh, like, where was this guy? Or he can go out there and possibly lose you the game. This is where he's probably, like, not going to be clicking. I, I just don't see it. I think, you know, the spread right now is a 21 for South Carolina I definitely think that Charlotte may even cut that to ten and cover. So I'm going to say a close one. Um, South Carolina they just have no identity, and I just spread,
1: spread went up after uh, Georgia State got injured. Uh, that one of their play, I mean not Georgia State, uh, Charlotte got one of their starters
5: on offense. So it's up from 21.
1: It's, it's 23 now.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, so, wow. yeah, I'm still taking the points. Yeah, I still got Charlotte covered.
0: Yeah, so uh, Spencer Radler once again the most overhyped transfer addition into the SEC this year. I don't think he has what it takes to go out and throw five touchdowns like Jackson said. I think he has what it takes to go out there and throw two and let the run game carry him with the non-existent O-line that South Carolina has. But I still got South Carolina winning by at least 21. They will possibly cover the spread. Since it is at 23, they probably won't. But let's go ahead and get to the marquee matchup because I know we're on a time constraint. Tennessee, Florida – Top twenty matchup, fourteen years worth of anger. Who you got?
1: Tennessee's winning this game, and I don't think it's close. I feel like I feel like uh, what's his face on the show? Uh, I forgot on, on why did I forget his name? He's the main. Uh, I feel like Lee. I feel like Lee right now. I, I like grabbing the Tennessee hat. Oh, now. Lee, I feel like Lee Corso grabbing the t- Tennessee hat. Like this is such a confident win. I got Tennessee by seventeen. Because I, I am so confident in the Vols, and this is their time to shine. I think they're going to finish second in the East. I think they'll prove that they, they are way better than Kentucky. They are way better than Florida. They will prove that this game. And possibly, if Jack Miller is healthy, you know, if AR 15 has as bad of a game as I think, Jack Miller might even come in to try and save the day. But uh, let's just say I got uh, Tennessee 42 to 17.
2: I agree with Thomas Jackson's last statement there, or all of his statements, really. Um, but after Florida's last game, I originally thought Florida would have much more of a chance of this, but I think Tennessee's going to get it done with 35 or more point win.
3: See, with it being a rivalry game, I think it's going to be close because Florida has Tennessee's number for the past 16 to 17 games playing against each other. Uh, Florida is Tennessee's daddy. Uh, It will always be that way for the most part. Uh, But with it being a sellout crowd, just all the hype and environment, um, I think Tennessee wins. I think it will be a lot closer than what people may expect. But I'll probably take Tennessee 41, Florida 28.
4: Not so fast, my friends. This is my upset pick of the week. I think that's going to be a close game in, in Neyland on Saturday. I think that offensively Tennessee does look better. I think this is one of those games where Billy Napier finally learns how to offensively call a game. I think that Florida will start handing the ball off like they should and I think that Anthony Richardson hopefully potentially will show that he is a quarterback that can play in the SEC. I think that Florida like like you said has always been Tennessee's daddy. I think we're going to show it again. I think Florida will show it again. And I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be 37
5: to 31.
1: What are you smoking? Uh, uh, My bad.
5: Okay. Um, I was there this past, uh, yesterday, for Akron. Uh, 101,915 sold out for that game. All the hype building up from last week to this game for Florida. Uh, super crazy environment last week. Obviously, this is all living up. College game day announced today. Tennessee 3-0 for the first time since 2016, where this all went back to the whole thing. All the dots are connected. You got every single podcast, Barstool, Lake Kick Josh, everyone coming down, Vols, ATB doing a lot of stuff. So this is all just leading up. I think on the field, you kind of saw Tennessee clean a lot of things up. Uh, you know, was took a lot of caution on the field, but a lot of good things. Uh, defensively, it's all clicking. Uh, offensively for Florida, I'm just not seeing a lot that I was seeing the first, one, uh, first week against Utah. I think that, you know, Kentucky kind of put a good blueprint out there. I think it's going to be crazy, man. Um, 100 decimals this past week, you have Checker Neeland 101,915, slowed out again. Uh, all the crazy environments. This is going to be crazier than Ole Miss last year. Tennessee fans want this win. The Vols players want this win. And this could be the biggest win under Josh Heupel. Uh, Tennessee has to go out here and get it done. They have all the chances to get it done. Tennessee's going to win this game. Uh, I think Tennessee wins 38-28. It's not going to be a blowout. It's going to be close, but Tennessee's going to get it done. They're going to uh, win by two scores, and they're going to get this one on Rocky Top. Neyland's going to be crazy. Knox was going to be crazy, and I'm ready for this uh, three-day weekend coming up.
0: I have one question to ask before I get into my, uh, my final say of this game. Can a duck pull a boat? Can it? Because I don't no. think it can. All right. it's There's way too many things adding up to the last time that Tennessee beat Florida. 3-0 and going into the game. Checker kneeling. Uh, maybe one more thing from that win might be returning this weekend. I believe that all Tennessee has to do to put a stop to Florida's, I guess you could call it ground and pound offense now, because that's what they're going to do, is contain Anthony Richardson. He's not the best with throwing passes. That that IQ is not there. He's just lofting them, throwing straight uh, ropes to defensive backs and linebackers. <clears throat> I personally think that the University of Tennessee will take out about fourteen to fifteen years worth of anger onto Florida while they can, and it'll definitely be a. Crazy moment in Knoxville. Even though Tennessee's ranked number eleven going into this matchup, if Tennessee wins, I could potentially see them storming the field. For what reason? I do not know why. Whoa. No one's shot. I, I think it's smarter than that. They sure will.
1: That? I, I think they will. Tennessee Tennessee I think they will. Do I, don't
5: think will. Do I don't think, do I don't think I'm the in the fifth row. Real. I'm not storming the field. I'd you, be shocked. I if think Tennessee the hatred that is.
4: stems between Florida and Tennessee rivalry. I would not be shocked if Tennessee ran on the field, and you might throw some mustard bottles as well.
5: No, it's not mustard bottles. We have packets now. They put packets in the stands. Yeah, they took There's, out the mustard. Yeah, they took out the bottles.
0: Well, I'm we glad have, we have that packets.
4: they're being environmentally friendly.
0: Applaud oh, no, to Neyland. Okay. But uh, Tennessee's walking away with a win here. Sunbelt Billy gets questions by the entire uh, Florida fans, asking why he couldn't continue the annual tradition of the Tennessee ass-whooping and it's just going to stop this year. This year is when Florida fans start to see them enter the dark age. They've been losing to Kentucky. It's about time they lose to Tennessee and get all these streaks uh, wiped out. But that's going to be the last take I've got. I want to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor, Pro U Sports. Make sure to keep up with your favorite school's athletic alumni that are in the league through that app. You can go ahead and go download it through the link in our Instagram bio. It's perfect because we are now in week two, going into week three of the NFL season, and it's definitely helped me keep up with a lot of SEC players, helping us make some edits for the future for the page. So thank you all for tuning into this episode. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the v 2 crew.